What's up, everyone? This is the Bumcast. I am your host, HBSC, the head bum in charge, along with Baloney and the Southside Bum. And welcoming our very special guest today, 108 resident beer expert, Bruhan Luke. Thank you for joining us, Luke. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah. So uh, before we get into, into uh, some details here, um, obviously, we're you know we're beer and bourbon guys. So what, what are we all drinking tonight, guys? I've what do got, you got so I've got um Emerald Giant cast strength, the uh, Redwood Empire cast strength. Um, but I also have day two of the 12 days of freshness, and I'll be doing that live on air. I'm gonna pour it as soon as I get done with this one. I'm gonna read it. I haven't had anything spoiled. Um, Jason, you know what it is, right? Yep. So I'm gonna try to figure that out while this podcast is going on. So shout out Dougie Freshness. Nice. Luke, what do you got? So I'm drinking a Christmas holiday beer from phase three. It's called Warmest Wishes. It's a oatmeal stout. It's fucking phenomenal. I got one of these last weekend at Benny's. Um poured one. This is the second one I've had now. Um it's not in the advent calendar. This is just a totally separate thing. And first time having it, very, very happy with the outcome of it. So cheers. Cheers. Johnny, what do you got? Uh, obviously, I, I talked to you, gave you a preview of what I was drinking. Um, I haven't had Basil Hayden in a, in a while. And I, you know, I obviously I told you guys before we went on air is that uh, it's not hitting the same when I first tried it. Uh, something tastes a little bit more different. And obviously, you know, you guys kind of explained to me that um, it's more of a starter whiskey. Um, I mean, I'm still drinking it. I, I, I mean, I got a whole bottle here. You. Yeah. But yeah, just something's that something's not definitely not right with this thing. But um, I mean, it's still good. It's just the fact that, you know, it's it's not hitting the same like how the other whiskeys I've been drinking as obviously um, over the past year or so. Um I'm a little disappointed. You have a you have officially graduated eighth grade, my dude. So our, our you got off the Basil Hayden's. All grown up. Yep. Now you're gonna get into your you know your maybe some finished bourbons and some other you know mid tier stuff, and then pretty soon you'll be dr- drinking barrel strength and you'll be graduating high school, hitting that 120 and above. MSS is in the Oof. comments, and I just want to mention I started the podcast 30 minutes or 30 seconds early because. He would not shut up about us starting on time. I don't know. I mean, I get it. You know, it's late. 9 p.m. start time isn't the usual 7 to 8 p.m., but it's not that late, man. Wait, wait, wait. He can't be giving you shit about starting on time when they start at like 8.04. And I (laughs) I wonder why they start at 8.04. I don't think it's because of Cherisi. I'm just saying. So I started at 30 seconds early. You're welcome. Yeah. So stay awake. And um, I am drinking the last from the Stone 12 Days of IPAs. This is their Stone 26th Anniversary Imperial IPA, which is very, very tasty. Um, I actually saw this in the six-pack before they did the Advent box, and I figured I'd save the last one um, for today because we're going to be talking some beer. So we brought Luke on. We're going to be talking some college football. We're going to be talking some uh, winter beers. Christmas beers, our best beers that we like, our worst beers that we hate. Uh, so it's going to be a very beer-centric at the second half of the pod. Um, so we're going to talk college football first. We'll get the 
get the sports stuff out of the way before we get some nonsense. But um, Luke, we ha- I have to commend you for coming on because you almost didn't make it today. You had a roller coaster of a day. And even though we had to reschedule from yesterday due to a uh, family issue, but um, on my side, um, but thank you for, you know, working it out with your schedule. But yeah, you, then you almost didn't make it today. Yeah, it was uh, this morning. I was like, all right, I better have a plan A, B and C because, you know, the show must go on. I'm not going to miss it. Um, so I was sitting around my house last night and I was like, man. It's a little chilly in here. I'll just crank up the thermostat. It's like, ah, it's at 70. Okay, no big deal. So I just put it up to 74. Thought nothing of it. 74? Holy shit, dude. It was fucking cold. It was cold <laughs> as shit. 74 is high. It was cold in my house. So I put it up to 74, thinking, oh, yeah, it'll warm up and you know everything will kick in. It'll be all good. I'll just crank the heat back down when I need to. Woke up in the middle of the night. It was like, I don't know, 3 in the morning. And I'm like, God damn, this it's fucking cold. And it's like, ah, whatever. It's the middle of the night. It's the winter time. That's supposed to happen. It's cold. Went back to bed, woke up, freezing my ass off. And I look at the thermostat and it says fucking 60 degrees. 60. So I go to email my association and be like, what the hell is going on here? And they're like, oh yeah, the heat's out. Thanks for letting us know. I'm like, hold on a second. Are you going to fix it? Like, do I need to stay home from work? Am I, I'm going to work, you know, like right now, do I need to stay home? Oh no, no, no. Somebody's coming in. Don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. They did fortunately. Um, but on top of that, I was like, Oh shit, I have no internet connection. Well, I better figure out something. And then I was on the phone with, uh, Xfinity and they're like, yeah, we can have somebody come out there right now. I'm like, no, I'm at fucking work. Um, so I was like, I'll be home at five. They were like, yeah, we're on our way. I got home, you know, did a little surgery on the modem, and we're all good. I'm back. Everything's back. So back I'm good. Back in business. You're George Costanza. I'm back in business, I'm baby. Back. I'm Commendable. Back. You DM'd me early in the day, and you're like, the show will go on. I'll figure out a way. He's like, I'll do it on my phone. You also said I'll I'll go to my parents' house and do it from there. So I, I want to thank would- you. My parents would not have enjoyed that. <laughs> they, would have been like, they would have been like, we're fucking sleeping. <laughs> but they would, have, they would have appreciated my presence at their home and probably would have given me some free food or something. But parents are welcome on the bum cast yeah. at any time. <laughs> You'll see them at the games. You'll see them at the games this summer. Yeah. When you said 74, dude, I was like, holy shit. What kind of psychopath are you, dude? Who ke- <laughs> like, you live up in the fucking northern wilderness of Canada or something, man? Like 74 is just. I don't know. I, I always like it at a very nice 69 degrees in the house. as well. Yeah. 70, nice. 70 if it gets like to like the you know freezing, like or like below zero or anything like that. Crank it up to 70, 71. But yeah, I'm about a seven. Seven. I'm usually at a 70 to 72 on that thermostat. So yeah. and um so yeah, we're happy you're here. And also, Peter, you mentioned it earlier. Um, he's in the chats right now. Shout out to uh Dougie Freshness for the wonderful gift that he has bestowed upon us and the one awake guy. um, He gave us the 12 days of freshness. So it's ready to do day two. Let's see it. 12 advent whiskeys. I'm pumped. It's a great idea. I've been wanting to do an advent calendar. Jason, you do a a Cooper talk wine one. Uh, You've been doing that one for a couple years. I've been wanting to do a bourbon one and lo and behold, we got gifted one. So, yeah, just shout out Dougie. Yeah, and 
it was surprised when he was, you know, when he gifted that to us because I was like, I always do the Cooper's Hawk 12 nights, and I'm like, you know, shit, bourbon and wine. I don't know if this is going to be a good combination to do, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna power through. I'm gonna do my wine. I'm gonna do my my bourbon and whatever happens happens. So there might might be like some good content on when I start angrily ranting drunkenly after that's wine what we're here for man we that a boy to be angry that's that's yeah. that's what we, we we like to poke the bear because <laughs> angry jason is the best jason so yeah give it a couple you know two three hours or two three minutes <laughs> two three minutes um so take a sip did you can you guess what it is off the top of your head no or? i'm gonna I, i'm gonna take my time with it you know okay. we'll, we'll talk college football i'll be sniffing and nosing and, and drinking and we'll try to figure it out as we go Okay, so before we talk college football, we have one announcement to make first, and that comes from a courtesy of a lovely video message from our boy Cherizi. Here we go. Hey, it's your guy Cherizi in my hotel room, taking a little break and a meat beef loaf on the floor real soon. But I just wanted to shout out to all you guys and, and thank everybody for following the 108 and going to be tuning in for the Festivus show, which is on December 22nd at 7 p.m. And I'm gonna announce the first guest that we're gonna talk about on that show, and that is the Chicago Sports Bums. These guys, if if this was the AVN Awards, they would definitely be winning the Newcomer of the Year. Love these guys, can't wait to have them on there. The grievances are gonna be insane. Guys, we'll talk to you very soon. I'll put a shirt on everything. You can't even believe it. We'll see you soon. So 100% Treasy just finished ordering a porn in the hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got his shirt off and everything. Craft porn. That, that's the that's the no, I'm, that's I'm taking a I'm taking a break in the hotel room. The channel flips and it's the the pay per view channel, and you're just like, well, why not? You know, what's what's fifteen bucks added to my tab? <laughs> what a compliment from Treasy saying that we are the best new starlets, if you will of the avn awards um humble i humble humbly accept that that award um jason yes. i i talked to you pre-show would you consider yourself more of like a 96 jameson or maybe an 01 tara patrick or uh 03 jenna hayes what are we I, talking I said, about here i said 03 jenna hayes man yeah yeah congratulations jason you know we we, we did you know like we're we're that sneaky newcomer like we're kind of hot you know, but we're not really well known that yet. Like Jenna Jameson was just like, bam, here you go. Like everyone in your face. So we're kind of like, you know, the people are like, hey, but, you know, Jenna Jameson's good. But, you know, Jenna Hayes, man, she's where it's at. I feel like Dirk Diggler. That's what I feel there like. We go. Whoa, with that mustache, Johnny. Can um, we just say, a, can I just feel like I want, I feel like Ramon, you know, that's, that's who I want to be. Compared I mean, to, like, no best one. Male, best now male actor you're, Ramon. you're jumping this is we we kindly got like you know mentioned as like the best new starlets of the year. Ramon is the Jordan Award, you know. That's the new and <laughs> well, I mean, NBA you can go, MVP you know, you, can't, you, you, you know. can't just go from rookie of the year to Ramon, so yeah, no, yeah, that's but, a big jump. I mean, you got Johnny Sins, you know, no, you got, no, no. I mean, but but yes, whatever. we that's... can't wait. I, I obviously, December 22nd, 7 p.m. We're going to be there in all our glory. I got a fun idea set up. I mean, I might as well just spoil it now. I, I, I'm i going to set up an aluminum pole because it, there's no Festivus without an aluminum pole. So I'm going to set it up behind me and we're going to air our grievances. I feel like we... I, I have 
I've been saving a whole bunch of old man at cloud segments. I mean, it's no different than our MVBs and bums of the week, right? We're just going to yeah. bum of the week on the 108 podcast. So. Well, this is going to just be yep, just a excited. whole bunch of just annoying people as well. So yep. um, just like types of people as you know. <clears throat> So I'm, I'm looking forward to slamming a few bourbons and angrily ranting. Yeah, it'll That's be fun. So, so thank uh, you yeah, to those next, guys. next Thursday, and we'll talk more about it next week on the Bumcast. So uh, make sure you guys bookmark that on your calendars as well. All right, Luke, I'm going to be honest here. This is we're going to say this is the, the Bruhan Luke show right for the next <laughs> 20, 30 minutes or so, because I don't follow much college football. I watched. Maybe a couple good SEC games throughout the year. I watched the, the you know, playoffs. Um, but you want to come on? You want to talk your, you know, your picks and break it down? And we're like all for it, man. So um, we'll pull up the the ticker here, and you can uh, have at it. And then if any of us have anything to contribute, we'll give our two cents. Well, I do want to start off. We talked about a pre-show. We should start off talking college football with the passing of Mike Leach, right? Because yeah. he was such a huge presence in college football. And like Jason said, I'm a very casual college football fan. I have no horse in the race. I have no alma mater. I'll watch, you know, the big games. Or if I have a bet here or there, um, I want to follow along that way. But Mike Leach was just like an like a huge presence in the game. Um, Luke, I sent you a thread of like somebody just posted like the best Mike Leach not even rants it was just like moments and yeah he was so good because he was a breath of fresh air like you know especially in football like both nfl and college football there's so many like stick in the muds you know there's so many like by the book coaches that are just like you know abc xyz like whenever you get a person like mike leach it stands out tremendously because he's having fun He's making it entertaining for the fans, the viewers, the players, the press, everything like that. So it was crazy. Um, as soon as I saw that thread, I, I was on down a wormhole of Mike, <laughs> of just like crazy Mike Leach stories. And, and I say that in the best way possible, like obviously crazy as in like fun and exciting and and different than most head coaches you see, especially in, in college in the NFL. Yeah, and it's he's a very easy person to like, especially when you see his interviews and his press conferences because he's real. He's not like sitting behind a podium and saying, yeah, well, we didn't play well uh, and we're not going to talk about it, you know, like and he'll go into detail about other random bullshit like he would fit into any of these, like all the podcasts and everything that we read and see on Twitter, like He's right there. Like yep. he he would be right in the thick of it. Like there's a post-game interview on the field where they're asking him about his favorite Halloween candies. And it was like a minute and a half yep. detailed rant about his favorite ha- Halloween candies. And then he's like, Yeah, I really like the spree, but in the box, not in the wrapper. Um, you can only get it at the dollar store, but I get it, I can find it. And Europe has way better Halloween candies than us. That's another known secret that nobody knows about. Like, just random shit that just was incredible. Like, and then he he has, like, a press conference and an interview talking about his thoughts on marriage and wedding preparation. Like, Oh, that one was the best. I wish, (laughs) like, if if we had more time, I would have posted a couple and clipped a couple. 
he went crazy. He he did go on a rant about and Jason, you just went through it talking about wedding preparation and the invites and you should, all you should elope just elope all <laughs> yeah them, that was like <laughs> he's like what are you supposed to do like obviously you don't care about this stuff and, and you ask about the wedding and or like they're like do you like the blue invitations or or the brown invitation if you say one you're wrong about the other and he just went on and on about it it, it was amazing so yeah he was obviously um just like a like a special you know, like transcendent, like it, it went more than, than college football, you know, because he did this stuff with like, um, I know he did stuff with Barstool and stuff like that. And like, not many head coaches do, you know, like stuff that like stands out besides like we talk about just like the X's and O's and stuff like that. Yeah. He was, he was what I would definitely say is an open book. He was a hundred percent an open book to everything. Like I can't imagine being a recruit and going on a college visit and meeting Mike Leach and then being like, yeah, I kind of do want to play for this guy. Like th- th- he's just a real dude. Like he's, he, he did a lot for the sport too. It wasn't just his crazy ass interviews and like off the wall shit. That was so entertaining. Like he invented what is like the, like the term air raid offense. That was him. Like, he he invented the air raid offense that everybody talks about with um, guys like Cliff Kingsbury and mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley. Um, those guys coach or they were athletes and coaches under him. Like the the Mike Leach coaching tree is like it's it's phenomenal. Like you could go down another rabbit hole with all the people that have coached under him or were an athlete for him. Like, I think one of the coolest stories that I did not know until today that I saw was that he told one of his athletes, you're never going to play quarterback for me. I just want you to know that, but I want you to be a coach starting tomorrow for me. And then he stormed out and said, absolutely not. The next day he came back and it was Lincoln Riley. Yeah, I was, I was going to, I was going to tell the same story. I heard it on uh, uh, David Kaplan did it on, on ESPN this morning. Yeah. And I heard that story. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. Because, yeah, like obviously in the moment you're pissed off about it. But like you said, that coaching tree goes, it, it, it's everywhere, you know, in yeah. college football. I mean, that was what Patrick Mahomes became under at Texas Tech. Uh, I don't think Mike Leach was there at the time, but that was the style. Like, yeah, Pat, his fingerprints all, are on it. Yeah. It, he's, he was everywhere and man, I saw that he went to the hospital Sunday night and saw, thought nothing of it. And then it's like, Oh shit. Like this is getting serious. This is getting like yesterday during the day. I was like, Oh, this is, this is legit. Not good. Like there's, there's so many thoughts. It, like I could go on for a long ass time. Yeah. About- so, well, I'll transition it now into the Illinois versus Mississippi State game because I texted you in the morning and I was like, do you think they're still going to have it? And at the time, I wasn't sure. You know, it's such a sudden thing that happened. But um, by the time this podcast started airing, you had mentioned that they announced that they're going to have the the game, right? Yep. Yeah, so they, they are still going to play the game. I guess the – I don't know who decided it. I just saw that the team – said that they're going to play probably because Mike Leach would say, go fucking play football. No, like there, there was a, there was another quote somewhere that said 
there was an interview, I think it was in E60, they asked Mike Leach, so let's say you die and there's an obituary and somebody has to write your memoir and what you want to be remembered for, what would you want them to write? And he said, I don't really care. I'll be dead. It's not my problem. They got to write it. (laughs) So (laughs) like people are probably seeing that and they're saying, they want he wants us to just go play football, so that's what they're gonna do. Um, yeah, that's it, it was just weird and bad timing that it like we're like, oh yeah, we got to talk about the Illinois bowl game, and it just happened to be that they're playing against Mississippi State, right? Um, so I'll ask Johnny, I'll ask you because you're a big time Illini basketball fan, like, and I've known that for a fact, you're a Notre Dame football fan do you follow illinois football well i've um i I have actually followed it a little bit more this year just because i actually really love their defense um they were really ranked high um in the college rankings actually another story that hit as well too um their defensive coordinator is actually leaving to go to purdue uh ryan walters he's actually leaving um yeah he's actually leaving so um i think we're still we'll be still in a good position. Um, Cause I mean, obviously, you know, that that may also change recruit recruiting as well too. There are some people that wanted to go to Illinois because he was a defense coordinator, but you know, there are some people that say, Hey, well, I might still stay there or not, but um, going to Purdue, man. I mean, I mean, you're going to a big 10 team. I mean, that, that kind of, it kind of stings a little bit, but, and, and Purdue, Another thing about Purdue, well, too, I mean, the Atlanta, if they would have beat Purdue, we would have, we actually would have been in a good spot. Um, but man, I mean, Purdue ended up going, I'm sorry, when, when they were, uh, had a chance to go to the, uh, to the title game. Um, but obviously Purdue beat us and maybe Ryan Walters, like, you know what, if we can't beat them up, I might as well just join them. So, um, but yeah, that was just, like I said, like another type of de- deal that another, like, you know, short story, obviously with the whole Mike Leach thing. I mean, that's pretty much the, 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 the big topic of, of the conversation in this, uh, bowl game. But, um, yeah, it's definitely going to be, uh, I'm sure Illinois is going to miss him because he was definitely a, a, a great defensive coordinator. All right. So let me ask you, I mean, right off the bat, can Illinois beat Mississippi state? I think they can. But they won't. They won't because right. Mike Leach, Mike Leach factor. It's it's going to be yeah, there. They're like, going to they, be playing for them. And that's a great point. Yeah, they, they're they're pl- they're playing for the dead coach. You don't. And Illinois lost their defensive coordinator, which defense travels. The defense will still be there on the field. The same athletes are still going to be there. I don't know about any athletes on Illinois or Purdue that have opted out. Maybe that changes with the defensive coordinator but I highly doubt it. That's more of a head coach thing. When a head coach leaves, they start to enter the transfer portal a lot more. Um, Man, can they? Yes. Should they also beat Mississippi State? Yes. But, man, a lot has changed. A lot has changed. A lot has changed. I didn't even look at the line for this game yet. I didn't get a chance to look at the lines or the totals. But – I'm going to go with Mississippi State to win this game now just because yeah, of Mike Leach. I think Leach. they have to. Yeah. Just, that's I mean, huge, that's a huge factor. Um, all right. And then so we're going to keep it local because I know, um, Johnny, like I said, 
I don't want to call you the predictable Southside fan, but Illinois basketball and Notre Dame football, that's about as predictable as a Chicagoan can get. Um, the Gator <laughs> oh, Bowl, Notre Dame. I'm sorry, I'm taking what shots hell, here. man. Yeah. Gator Bowl, Notre Dame versus South Carolina. I feel like Notre Dame, you know, obviously every year is the same story with them. You know, beginning of the year, this is the year, you know, Chief writes the undefeated blog and everyone's all excited about Notre Dame. And then every year it's the same story with them. It's like, yeah, they did all right, but they're not real contenders. So it is another year with them. I mean, when you lose stop. a Marshall, man, I mean, stop that's... me when I lie. <laughs> that, I, I, I think lie. that was pretty much the writing on the wall. Yeah. I mean, this, this is a, a game that if you asked me a month and a half ago that I would say Notre Dame would steamroll South Carolina, but uh, South Carolina's last two games, uh, they kind of dominated. Uh, Spencer Rattler has looked like he, the same guy that was the starting quarterback for Oklahoma uh, last season at the beginning, you know, and Notre Dame has had some opt-outs with uh, their tight end and they had a D lineman opt out to get ready for the NFL draft. Um, and then their starting quarterback transfer. So they're going back to uh, what was the name of the guy that started the season as quarterback at the beginning of the year. That was just brutal. You're asking the wrong people. I, was <laughs> gonna, I, I mean, if you're asking the, 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 the guy, the, it's the, Dallas Keuchel, right? Dallas Keuchel. Was he, was like the Dallas the he was like the Dallas yeah. Keuchel of the fucking Notre yeah. Dame football that's, team. That's about that the, the white Catholic, the white Catholic motherfucker started. That's, that's who's starting the bowl game for uh, Notre Dame in this. A guy that got benched at the start of the year. That should be all you need to know. All right. So we're um, betting South Carolina. You, you, definitely, you definitely should be betting South Carolina. The only thing that I don't like about South Carolina is that their offensive coordinator got hired away from them uh, recently. I don't remember where. I didn't write that part down. Uh, but that could make a difference. So yeah, I feel like I mean, all these bowl games, you know, like players are sitting out, coaches are transferring and moving. There's a lot of moving parts to it. So can we talk about that for a second, about the transfers between – I saw a stat today about the number – it's the wild fucking West. With like like it. It, it's, like, it's like NFL or Major League Baseball free agency on steroids right now because if you're not going to the NFL and you've got some stock, your coach leaves, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You're eligible right away. It's awesome. I absolutely love it, but it's insane. If you go between Division One. And then you go one double A, D two, D three. There's over four thousand football players in the transfer portal right now. Four thousand to go wherever you want. You could transfer up. You could transfer down. You could get go to this place. Like if you're if you're a starting quarterback and your stock is high, you're going to another school yeah. and getting paid two to three fucking million dollars to be a quarterback in college. I like it. You're you're a twenty. You're a 20, 21 year old kid, and you're about to get three fucking million dollars to go play football at Notre Dame because that is going to happen next year. I'm telling you right now, Notre Dame's going to be paying a quarterback three million dollars to go play football there. It's 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 
<laughs> yeah, aren't these NILs nice? I mean, it's it's the same thing. It's the same thing in college basketball as well, too. Like the transfer portal is ridiculous. I've never seen it this crazy before. So I mean, I love just it. the fact. Yeah, no, I love it too because <laughs> it, it it gets to improve your team more. Like it's just, I I think, like I said, not to get off subject here, but with with basketball, like you know, uh, uh, old the older coaches like Shashevsky, he was like saying these nil uh, deals and all that. This is gonna kill basketball. Yeah, you, it's because you know you're not gonna get this. Like recruits are gonna go anywhere they want to that they love, you know, and they're gonna get paid now. So yep. it's, it's actually, I love it. It's better because you're not going to see the same old teams that you normally see in like the top, like tournaments, either regardless if it's basketball or football. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, we're, we're seeing it with Deion Sanders, right? Immediately when he goes to Colorado, Colorado, uh, they're going to be fun as hell to watch for the next, you know, two, three, four years, however long Deion Sanders is there for. Because Did, people are going to want to go to play for him, and I know he's going to get other people played. That's what he's banking on, which is it, awesome. Did you see what the Colorado president said in the press conference after they hired Deion Sanders and they announced his contract when they asked about it? They basically were like, so that's a lot of money for a head coach. It's That's one of the highest paid coaches in the Pac-12 at – whatever, $5 million a year. Um, how are you going to get that money? Because I don't know that the school has that. The, the president was basically like, yeah, we don't have that money right now, but I'm, very confident, I'm very confident that we're going to get it. Like yep. <laughs> From the students. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that tuition's about to go yeah, up. Yeah, and then tuition goes uh, up. Yeah. Nah, they're, getting that, that, they're getting all that money elsewhere, which is awesome. He's, he's probably also not worried. He's like probably thinking – we don't need it for five years. We need it for three because Deion Sanders, if he has success, he's going to leave. And then we only have to pay him, you know, less, you know, a little bit less than that on an opt out deal. Um, all right. So, uh, yeah. we're all taking South Carolina, Carolina, right? Uh, I'm taking it's South Carolina. Me. South yeah. Carolina yeah. right now is, uh, plus two on the, uh, on the betting line. So I might move that line up or right take more points. Uh huh. Notre Dame's never only good because, only game. because I don't like Notre Dame. I'm sorry. That was right. that was uh, uh, Marcus Freeman's first game last year. Was a bowl game. Like talk about hey yeah here you go you're the head coach now. Just good luck. <laughs> that might be the comment of the night. Fred Mark will steal <laughs> the money. I mean it's not it's not it's not wrong. It's that. All right, we're right, gonna speed through some of these, Luke, only because yeah, yeah. we don't know what the hell we're talking about. Um, you do. Um, so maybe just give us like uh who you think will win and, and how we can bet it because um I will be betting all of your picks, like Terezi said. We're all riding on Luke, and uh <laughs> it's up to you to make us some money. So we got uh Cincy and uh, Louisville. Okay, so this is a this is a sicko game. Um, if you don't follow Sicko's committee on Twitter, they're fucking hilarious, especially if you like college football. Um, so the Cincinnati Louisville game is the Fenway Bowl, which <laughs> the Fenway Bowl was an inaugural bowl in 2020. It got canceled. And then in 2021, it got canceled again. So this is the third annual debut of the Cincinnati versus Louisville bowl game. Um, and the funniest part about it is that Louisville's coach, Scott Satterfield, was on the hot seat at Louisville. So he left Louisville 
and took the head coaching job at Cincinnati. He got hired at Cincinnati. So he's going to be, well, he, he says he's not going to be at the game, but the Louisville coach left to go to Cincinnati. Um, and then <laughs> it's in fucking Fenway Park. Um, this is a old school rivalry. There's, they have a keg of nails. That's the name of the rivalry. That's their trophy. It's a keg full of nails uh, from an old school rivalry. They're reviving the rivalry uh, just for this game. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati with this one. It's Louisville minus one. It's a terrible game. Uh, Cincinnati's starting quarterback, Ben Bryant, uh, LaGrange product, is out for the season with a broken foot. Wow. Uh, they're going to their four-star quarterback, Desmond Ritter. Um, Louisville's starting quarterback opted out for the NFL. Uh, Cincinnati's got uh, a little bit more depth, and they've got a – better quarterback. So I'm going with Cincinnati. This game's going to be fucking terrible and I'm going to watch every minute of it. I think it's I think this this Saturday at 10 a.m. So Shout out shout out Luke giving us the terrible games for us to watch. <laughs> you it. have to they're they're must watch because they're going to be so bad and so hilarious. I still can't get over the storyline that this coach left to go to the school that they're playing in the bowl game. <laughs> that is a good storyline. He, um, he basically like, he, he's like, "Yeah, I might get fucking fired, so instead I'm just going to go to the team that is going to play them in the bowl game. So, all right. Shout out, uh, Mrs. Beef. Shout out, Barstool Trent, Iowa versus Kentucky. Oh my God. <laughs> this game is going to be so fucking bad, like terrible, like disgusting, <laughs> sickle level. Like, this is the sickle bowl game of the year. Um, <laughs> Luke, 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 I, I do, I follow you, told me to follow the sickle committee or whatever, and yep. I have been. I like that this is just like. You know, the degenerates of all degenerates are going to be watching this game. Um, the total in this game is 31 and a half. So that's extremely low. And here's why. Uh, Kentucky's starting quarterback, Will Levis, who could be a top 10 pick of the draft, not playing. Kentucky's starting running back, who I don't know where the fuck he's going to go in the draft because he's a running back. He'd probably go in the fifth round. Not playing, but he wants to get ready for the NFL draft. Iowa starting quarterback, Spencer Petras, injured, out. Iowa second string quarterback, transferring, out. Iowa is playing the third string quarterback. Kentucky doesn't have any clue who the fuck they're going to play at quarterback. This game's going to be disgusting. Take the under no matter what. Even if it's at, if it drops to like 29, take the under in this game. That's going to be an awful, awful game with no quarterbacks. It's going to be hilarious. I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> says, the NCAA is going to shut down the show the way Luke did are describing it. No, Cherizi, it's the opposite. It, people are going to want to watch it to see how bad it is. That's got to be. That's how entertaining it's going to be. All right, and now you got your your best games. Well, and yeah, go ahead, Jason. No, I was going to say, um, I don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? I need these. I, I know some of these teams, but like, okay, UTSA and tr versus Troy. What the? F <laughs> Only Luke is gonna be watching this game. No, 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 you no. Sent, this, you sent us the rundown, and I'm like UTSA versus Troy. I go this, ahead, Luke. This is gonna be one of the best games of the bowl season. Like, I'm not making this up. Like, legitimately, this game is on Friday afternoon. This Friday at three o'clock. You're gonna want to tune in. This is the only bowl game. Out of all the bowl games, out of the 99 fucking bowl games there are, this is the only bowl game, not counting the playoffs, because those are playoff games. It's not the Bulls. This is the only bowl game 
that has two conference champions going up against each other. That's okay. it. Okay. So that's the only two conference champions. You got Conference USA versus the Fun Belt. Well, the Sun Belt, but it's the mm-hmm. Fun Belt because it's an awesome league to watch. Um, UTSA starting quarterback Frank Harris is a stud. Uh, the offensive coordinator for UTSA just left to be hired at Oregon uh, to be their offensive coordinator. So that should tell you something that this this offense is the real deal. Troy's defense is pretty badass. So you got strength against strength, conference champion against conference champion. Um, I really have no idea how this game is going to go as far as the total, but UTSA last I looked was plus one and a half. I'm going to take UTSA on the money line. I feel like they've got more experience. They're the better team in the big grand scheme of things. Troy, this is their first time there with their new first year head coach. Um, Take UTSA on the money line as a dog. This, this game's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. There's a lot of good talent that people should watch Friday, three o'clock UTSA versus Troy, Troy, Michigan. I will, I will mention uh, senior socks. First 10 minutes. You're going to have to uh, keep watching after it's over. Scrub back first 10 minutes. There's always porn talk with an M porn, porn, prom talk, (laughs) prom talk. talk. All right. uh, The holiday bowl. Oregon versus UNC. I could I could get behind this one. I could I could throw some a couple two tree dollars on Oregon. Well, this is this is your, this is Luke's team. He, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. He's ready. I knew I knew it. All right. Um. Sorry, guys. I had to do a wardrobe change. I don't I don't know if you saw that or not. But um. Uh. Yeah. Oregon versus North Carolina. This is a must watch game. You have you you got to tune into this, but don't tune into the game. Uh. Do not tune into the ESPN feed or whatever the fuck channel it's on. Um, Brian S. Svo and I are actually going to do a StreamYard feed of this yes. game. So All right. Now tune into go. that. Um, That's going to be, be worth price of admission alone. There you go. I'll, I'll be decked out <laughs> in my Oregon gear watching this game. A um, lot of opt-outs on defense for both teams. That won't matter because both these teams, it's all about the offense. You got Drake May from North Carolina, who is a badass, who – should be a first round pick in next year's NFL draft. Bo Nix is supposedly returning to play for Oregon next year. He has not announced otherwise. So it's going to be Bo Nix versus Drake May. Um, the total in this game is like it's 70 and a half. So Holy just shit. <laughs> damn. Take the over and take it now because two weeks from now, uh, it's going to be like 77 or some bullshit. Um <laughs> 70, 70 and a half is a current total. There's going to be absolutely no defense played at all. None. Uh, <laughs> so do, do not, do not touch any of the unders in this game. If you do, you're fucking crazy. So I'm, I'm sorry, but beef's comment just had me fucking rolling there for <laughs> Jason. What? I lost it. <laughs> Yes, sir. The podcast. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, just watch the watch the YouTube. <laughs> oh man! So uh, we're taking Oregon and the over, right? Well, you're Oregon, gonna you're gonna take Oregon. Oregon's 14 point favorites, which I think is a little bit insane because 
there's going to be there's going to be no defense. Neither of these teams have played defense all year, and that's why they're playing in the Holiday Bowl and they're not in the playoff because their defenses suck ass. Um, Shout but, out NBA. <laughs> so take take the over. Um, I'm not going to tell you to take Oregon or North Carolina. Um, I'm just going to say take the over. All right, seventy and a half. All right, we All got right. a uh, Alamo Texas Bowl. Washington. Yep, All right. Texas. Bowl. Texas Washington. I really like this game. Uh, again, because of the quarterback play, Michael Penix with an X. Just so we're clear, it's like it's X Penix. Um, he is returning next year at Washington. High powered offense. Texas has a stud quarterback in Quinn Ewers, who's also returning. Both of these guys should be early round picks in the draft next year if everything pans out. Um, Steve Sarkeesian is the head coach of Texas. He used to be the head coach at Washington, but he got fucking fired for being a terrible coach. Texas has underperformed a lot this year. The number for that game is Texas minus four and a half right now. I don't particularly like that number for Texas because Washington could score a shit ton in a hurry, uh, but their defense is awful. So I'm leaning towards Washington plus four and a half. I have not quite decided that yet. Um, we'll see how things play out. Uh, Texas has some studs that are going to be out because they've opted out um, for the draft. B. John Robinson, their studded starting running back, is opting out. Uh, he's going to be a first-round pick in the NFL draft. So I could see Washington's defense improving because now it's going to be more of a pass-heavy offense instead of having everything pan out the way that Texas normally plants on offense. I'm not. So, I'm not bidding against Texas in their Alamo. I mean, that's that point. actually that's a that's good something point. that has been discussed about. Jason, that's a great how, point. Um, it's simple simple logic, man. You know, like. Teams, teams, never bet not, the under and don't bet against Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Teams, teams do not travel well to the Alamo Bowl um, unless it's a Texas team that that or like Oklahoma. But other other schools and college towns, fans, they don't want to travel to fucking San Antonio for the bowl game. They're like they don't draw good numbers there. It's definitely a big home game for Texas. So. um yeah, there's there's something to it. That's why I have not quite decided. Um, All right, we got uh, Sugar Bowl, Alabama, Kansas State. I just Alabama. I mean, yeah, right? that's that's I the mean, one that's, thing I will always bet. Alabama, hammer the, the hammer the money line, hammer the over. I don't right? know. I mean, shit about the, college football. I'm betting Alabama every bowl game. You got you guys know Lee Corso, right? Oh yeah, college game day. Yes. yes. Not yes. so fast. Not Kansas, so fast, my friend. Kansas State. Oh. Kansas State plus three. All right. This is our first. Oh. No, I'll, I'll take you head to head on that. There is no way I'm betting against Alabama in a bowl game. I, I, I don't know shit about college football, but I know that much. You don't you don't bet against Saban. Yeah, thank you. You you don't bet against Saban unless it's this year. Alabama has sucked on the road. They've been terrible against ranked opponents this year. They just, it's not the same Alabama. Kansas State is coming ready to play. They're going to punch you in the throat or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, Trope. Yeah. They're, they're going to, they're going to punch you in the whatever. And the penis, penis, penis. Alabama doesn't really want to be there. They think they should be in the playoff. So Alabama, fuck you. No, Kansas State and the points. 
I'll, give me give me that one. I'll take it. All right. Uh, let's try to move this on so we can talk some beers here. I need a pop another beer too. Cotton Bowl, Tulane and USC from former great Matt Forte. Yeah. <sighs> this is Matt Forte. Jason, go get a beer. I'll I'll get I'll I'll get the next one. Right. This is um this is another interesting one because obviously if, if you're just doing this game uh blindfolded, everybody's gonna take USC. Um I don't know that that's going to be the case here because again, USC was playing in their PAC 12 championship game with the playoff on the line. And now they're in the cotton bowl. It's a big mental letdown. It's a trap. Tulane's going to come out. There's always that team like the Boise state statue of Liberty play uh, against Oklahoma a number of years back. This could be Tulane's moment where they could say, Hey, look at us. Uh, They're like, Nine and three or something crazy against the spread this year um, in their games. I'm leaning towards Tulane. I I just don't know. And then Caleb Williams, USC starting quarterback, left with a severe hamstring injury in that Pac-12 championship game. Uh, USC's starting center left that game with an injury. They don't know if he's going to play. Their starting wide receiver, Jordan Addison, who could be a first-round pick, is not potentially not going to play as well. I Kind of in leaning towards Tulane. I mean, the numbers will still show that with the it's. I think USC minus one and a half. I mean, I think everybody in the public is going to say, "Oh, one and a half. That's it." Oh, give me USC. So I'm going to go the other way. I think and just say, "Give me Tulane then," because Tulane. everybody else is against be Matt Forte. Like don't bet against Matt Forte. There that's, you go. Don't, don't bet against Matt Forte. That's a very sharp pick by. Uh... Bruhan Luke. I I, I want to stop right now. Julie's mentioned this twice already in the comments. And if she, she doesn't know, maybe I'm the one picking the comments. So I might as well just do it now. I have a f- porn story about Peter that I'll save and leverage to the highest bidder to appear as a guest on someone's show. I play and I play dirty. I can be bought by weed and food from Comiskey. I don't know what this is about. I have no idea <laughs> what the hell this comment is. And I don't like it whatsoever. You know, uh, there's the on-running bit about senior socks getting blocked. Julie might be blocked on her husband's podcast. Oh, sure. I, I, I have the power to block Julie. I might have to do that. I don't know what this is about. Did, did she catch you spanking it to some? No, some I don't know what the hell this is. Let's keep it going. Let's keep it moving because All right, Julie just uh, derailed this. The Ro- and the Rose Bowl, Utah, Penn State. I'm going to go with Utah because fuck the Penn State and their yeah, never, touchy-feely. Never creepy coaches from back in the day utah that's the play that's utah's the play, the play. They're, they're the better team the big 10 outside of, i'm gonna i'm just gonna say this the big 10 outside of michigan has been fucking terrible this year so penn state is not good utah was ranked in the top five preseason they were one loss away two losses away from being in the playoff but they, they are a college football playoff caliber team that had two or three bad plays that fucked them over. Utah is the better team. They were in the Rose Bowl last year and nearly upset Ohio State. They're going to be here ready to fucking go. They've got one of the best coaches and one of my favorite coaches in the country in Kyle Whittingham. Give me Utah. I don't give a fuck what the number is. Give me Utah. I like that. I like your passion. I'm gonna bet the shit out of this one now. Very you know what? All this, all this, all this talk about dong. I think we should re- just rename ourselves the tripods. 
Fiesta Bowl. We're talking college football playoff. Uh, we, we, and now for it. now for the come Fiesta Bowl. This is what we've been waiting for. Yeah, there we go. Um, yeah, let's. Get I mean, you could it. probably turn. You could probably turn all these. You know, all these um, bowl games into like porn names, like. But whatever. Eric, that'll be another day. Give, give me one second. Talk about what you would name the uh, change the bowl games to if they were porn names. I'll be I'll be right back. Um, Rose Bowl. <laughs> it, wait, Amber Rose isn't a porn star. She's a stripper. So does that count still? We'll oh, take this oh. time to f- figure out what the uh, second day of Dougie Freshness's uh, calendar is. Uh, the twelve days of Freshness. I had no. I wrote down notes. It, the first thing I thought of was an E.H. Taylor single barrel. Um, I don't think Dougie Freshness would be uh, giving us some. I maybe I'm wrong because it's only the second day. Oh my god, he did it again. He's got wardrobe changes like freaking Lady Gaga at a concert. That's right. Um, He's like so he hosting the Oscars. My guess, Jason, my guess was a uh, Buffalo Trace store pick. Um, you're getting it's it's a uh, Bowman single barrel. It Bowman it's a Buffalo Trace distilled product. Yes. So I was there. I I, I was so close. I like that. I, okay. Yeah. I, I was not right, but it was close. Yeah, you were in the you were in the you were in the you were in the ballpark. In the you, ballpark. Hit a, you hit a solid double in the gap. All right, I like that. I like that a lot, actually. Um, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'll I'll text Dougie. Um, All right. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, All right, the come the come fiesta bowl. Yeah. Um, plain and simple, go blue. All right, I, I like Michigan. Don't Mich- you don't go against Harbaugh. Don't go against Michigan. So um, the TCU, I really like. They're very very good. But it's Michigan's year. Sorry. All right. So the this is what I was going to ask. Like the whole college football playoff. Obviously, it's it's Michigan's year, like you had mentioned. There is no one beating Georgia, right? Like Ohio State has no chance. Do you think Ohio State has a chance in this game? Ohio State is going to beat get the living fucking piss beat out of them. They've got zero chance. They're going to get shit pumped. They're going to get boat raced. Whatever you want to call it, do not bet Ohio State in this game. Georgia by, like, fucking 40 points. Holy cow. (laughs) Wait, wait, are you you going with your heart or or are you going with actually, like, you're you're really going for the 40 points with Georgia? Because I know you're a Michigan guy. Not, not, 40, not, not 40, not 40 points. I should not. I'm exaggerating on the 40. No, I know. But, I know you are. But yeah. I know I know you're a Michigan guy. I, I know, obviously, the whole rivalry between Michigan and Ohio State. But, I mean, I mean, are you going with your heart here? Or Obviously, I, I don't think Ohio State's going to win. Georgia's just fucking a phenomenal team. Ohio State is lucky to be in this. In yeah, this they. They're, they're fortunate to be team. here. They they got boat raced by Michigan. They s- stole a win against Penn State. Um, Penn State was leading the half of that game. They looked like absolute dog shit against Northwestern. There's there's no reason. There is zero reason that Ohio State belongs. So I mean, they're they're gonna get fucking dog walked in this game. So. I don't know what the final is going to be, but if I had to guess, thirty-one to ten, Georgia. All right. Yeah, oh. for sure. Um, I one quick thing, real quick. Did we black senior socks too? No way, never, and never 
for the life of the bumcast, I will never block senior socks. We, we're just we're just anti blockers to begin with. We we love everyone. No blocking. Uh, not even cock, Davis. Yes, not even cock blocking. Did. We don't we don't cock block either. Michigan did almost lose a U of I at home, Sammy Davis, but U of I is also probably the second best team in the Big Ten this year. So, so all that. right. So if you have Michigan versus uh, Georgia in the final, are you there? I mean, Georgia's winning it, right? Nope. This is Michigan's year. This is their year. Mm-hmm. All right. There's zero chance. There, 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 hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got zero I gotta, chance. I got to stop. Hold on. I got to stop right here. The Big Ten. <laughs> the Big Ten. I mean. I like I said, I'm I'm a Peter mentioned it. I'm a huge college basketball fan. I know this is football, but to me, with the Big Ten, it just never seems like it's the year that they ever go. And you're very confident. You're very confident that Michigan beat Georgia if that if that's going to be the matchup. It just it feels different this year for Michigan. Um, I I just feel like there's a lot more things that are clicking. They lost Blake Corum, their starting running back. Um, in the U of I game, right, and yeah. they struggled because they had to totally change their game plan in the middle of the game. But now they had the Ohio State game and the Big Ten championship with their backup running back, Donovan Edwards, and they still look just as good because their offensive line is that deep. J.J. McCarthy, LaGrange Park kid, by the way, um, is getting better each game. He did not have a good game against Illinois, Again, because the game plan had to change. If you don't ask your starting quarterback to do too much, but he's confident in what he has to do, they're going to be fine. I really think that people are really overestimating how good Georgia is, and they're underestimating how strong Michigan can be in the national championship game. Jim Harbaugh is going to get these guys. He's going to be prepared. Um, They were in over their heads last year in the semifinal game. Now to get a second crack potentially at Georgia, I mean, they're going to be ready. Now, if for some reason worlds collide and Ohio State beats Georgia, not going to happen, but if they do, and then Michigan beats TCU, holy shit. That will be – I mean, that – yeah. It would be I awesome. Agree. There, I, agree. I, I, I would agree. There, <laughs> I don't think it's happening. I, I really don't. That would but, be so cool. That would be the greatest thing. It'd be it'd be incredible for the Big Ten. It'd be incredible for college football. It would be like just the big like you talk about the Fiesta Bowl, the national championship game. That's the Cum Fiesta Bowl right there, Michigan versus Ohio State. Now you're talking our language, Bruhan. All right. So you got Michigan. I've got Georgia. Johnny Jason, do you guys have any? I'm ready for beer talk. Yeah, that's what we're talking <laughs> there we about. go. That's uh, <laughs> I, I know you've been waiting to talk holiday beers because I'm not a I'm I am a beer guy. I was a beer guy before 108 weight loss, and now I miss beers dearly. But I've been making do with water and seltzers and uh, bourbon. But um, yeah, I'm not a beer guy oh, of yeah. late. But yeah, you guys are the the beer guys. Jason, you showed us a spreadsheet that you and Sarah do ranking beers. Obviously, Luke, you are the 108 beer guy, the resident beer guy of White Sox Twitter. Um, so I'm I'm gonna let you guys run wild on holiday beer talk because I don't know what the hell yeah you guys were gonna talk. So I figured, you know, like we can just talk maybe like our top five favorite uh holiday beers. You don't have to necessarily power rank them, but uh if you want to uh you want to start us off, Luke, and uh give us your give us your top five like 
holiday Christmas beers here. So I didn't, um, I didn't power rank them. I just kind of wrote them down in order of what I've drank this year and kind of went with some, some of the classics and some new ones that I did. Um, so great lakes Christmas ale obviously is a really, really good one. It's what I'm actually um, drinking right now. Hell yeah. I'm on a hunt. I haven't found it yet. Finney's has not had it. They had it for a while. They're trying to get more of it. But now they have a barrel-aged Great Lakes Christmas Ale and like four-pack tall boys. I can't find it. Hello. Um, so that's a big one. Um, that like that that's on my bucket list. I gotta find it. That's a new one this year. Um Sierra Sierra Nevada's Christmas Ale is just a go-to classic. It's just a nice IPA. Uh, the Goose Island is actually that was new last year, and you know what I really like about it is you can get it in a fucking fifteen pack, not a six pack, Ooh. not a twelve pack. You can get it in a fifteen oh, pack. Fifteen. Um, yeah, because you, you could crush them. Uh, they're very good. Uh, Anchors, Anchors uh, Christmas Ale every year is very good. I've got this year's batch. I don't like it as much as previous I, years. I tried it last week and okay. I and I and I knew like I knew I had we had written down that we liked the Anchor Christmas Ale and I yes. tried it this year. I, and it was on draft and it just for some reason it just didn't I was it, like wait, do I really like this? Like I'm surprised. It was, it was almost too much spice. Like they do yeah. a lot of different things. They change the recipe every year but there's too much uh spice this year. Um Illuminated Brewery, it's over on the north side has a beer called the war on Christmas. Uh, in years past, it was a white stout and it was like, they tried to simulate like an eggnog this year. They did a peanut brittle. So it fucking it's loaded with peanuts and it like tastes like a peanut brittle white stout. Uh, it, that one was very good. I've never seen a white stout, but I can't imagine that I would like that. So, well, yeah, well, if you don't, if you're not a big peanut butter, and your beer kind of a guy, then it's not, it's not for you. Um, the the well, one I, I drink. Well, I told you the other, the other day, I'm not a PB and J guy. Yeah. We'll get back to that one. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? So, we'll we'll go back. Of the we'll, week. We, we'll let's go, unpack we'll go back that to for that. a little bit. We, yeah. We, we'll, 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 we'll say that for the end of the show. We got to talk about that. Uh, the, the phase three <laughs> warmest wishes, which I'm currently drinking, uh, I don't know if this is new this year. Dougie Fresh could tell you, but I feel like this is the first time I've seen it. Um, a phenomenal oatmeal stout. I'll, I will be getting this every year if they keep making it. Um, and then there's a new one. Well, not a new one. It was new last year. Hot Butcher has a beer called Minted. It's a imperial stout. It's supposed to take like taste like a frango mint. I have not had it yet. It's in my fridge. I'm just waiting for the right time to drink it. Um, so that's my list of, of Christmas beers. Good list. Um, to Manhattan with the tequila. Now I'm very curious because I Can have I, a I, lot of tequilas in the house, and I'm just I like, I saw that. I saw that comment. Consider me intrigued. So maybe you a mezcal. So so Manhattan is just it's bourbon or a rye whiskey with bitters and vermouth maybe if you do like a nice italian vermouth and maybe like an aztec chocolate bitters to go with the tequila and a smoke or with a skull or a smoky skull yes i'm very i, I kind of like this sometimes the best things come by just 
being a fucking like oh I'm just like it's like Homer just like throwing everything and making his like <laughs> his uh flaming homers. Well, I will his, say the counter some Mandula. counter Mandulas. The the counter argument to that is that we tried to do an Irish car bomb for Cinco de Mayo and we called it the Mexican station wagon and it was the worst thing we've ever done. <laughs> it was <laughs> It was, it was Negra it was Modelo. Bad. It was Negra Modelo, Tequila Rose, and Tequila, right? Yeah. And it was yep. brutal. So maybe not, not maybe not the best. Maybe not the best list. Um all right. So I'm gonna go down some of my winter uh Christmas beers. Obviously, the one we both agreed on was the Great Lakes Christmas sale. I think this is probably the goat of um Christmas beers here, and I am consulting my spreadsheet now. Um another one I like, I, it's it's a go-to every year. Revolution Fistmas. I mean, my my stuff that. isn't as 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 micro brewery as uh, as your stuff is, Luke. But um, I like to play the hits every year. Yeah, um, yeah. So Revolution Fistmas, um, New Belgium Ac- accumulation. Nice I little. I saw that I, one. I yeah. haven't had that. Yeah, that's a that's a very that's a very good one here. Um, Bell's Brewery, bright white. Uh, nice little winter ale. I love, love that one. If you like a wheat, a winter wheat, that is a very, very good one here. Um, this isn't really, you can get this all year round, but I kind of associate it with Christmas and winter. Uh, Alaskan Brewer Company, Husky IPA. Yep. I feel like that's, that's just go-to for, for winter. I, I don't really see myself drinking that in the summertime or anything like that, but, um, that is that I I love that one as well, and um, Southern Tier Old Man Winter. I'm a big Southern Tier guy. Um, they have really two good winter beers that I like: Old Man Winter, which I absolutely love. I I always make sure I buy a case of it, and the uh, Two Xmas Spice Double Ale. That is another yeah. really good. The Two Xmas is very good. I um, I did I did a blog last year with a six pack of Christmas beers, and that was in there. It was. It's very, very good. I saw one at the liquor store earlier. I think it was last week. It was like a sugar cookie, Christmas sugar cookies or something. That sounds awesome. From Southern Tier. Um, it's on my list to, to pick up and try um, in these next couple weeks. So that. Um, okay. Yes. We'll talk about that in a second here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and Sierra Nevada has a coffee stout, which I like some stouts. Um, the wife doesn't, but I'm kind of a, I'm a stout guy. I try to scoop up some of the goose Island stouts. Uh, but Sierra Nevada has a nice little coffee stout that they come out in the wintertime. So, um, yeah, I, I would say those are probably like my go-tos and anchor. Like we talked about, I like anchor. Um, but to this year's wasn't, was just a little, like a little meh. Uh, but yeah, I try to, so the thing that sucks is like, you know, you see you, this time of year, you see like those really nice, like barrel finished stouts or whatever and then but it's like a four pack and it's like 17 dollars, and i just i can never justify myself to spend that kind yeah. of money for for four beers but then again i go out and like an idiot and buy one bottle of one pint of bourbon county for 25 dollars. so what does that really say about my about my comp my comprehension here on pricing you're helping the economy good for you yeah all right so let's talk um you want to talk? Let's let's talk the our best beers. What what do we like the best? Now we're talking. Not because you go. guys. Okay. I will say the like I'm kind of on the my sack summer train of thought when it comes to beer. 
between the Oktoberfest and the holiday beers and stuff like that, you can keep them. Like they're fine and and stuff, but just give me. I'm just looking for like a beer fastball, if you will, you know. So yeah, we're ready to do uh, our power ranking of top five beers. Also, I'm st- I- I'm still gonna be a hardcore advocate that I want to see my sock summer write a blog on Oktoberfest beers and pumpkin beers next year. <laughs> pumpkin beers, you could keep that as well. No, thank you. All right, um, Johnny. Since we talk some beers, why don't you start us off? Give us give us your uh, your favorite. Give us your top five favorite beers there. Are we doing a five to one or no, five just, to one? Just throw no, them five, yeah, throw, do five to one. Okay. Um, all right. Number five. Um, I don't know if you guys ever tried this is uh, Apex Predator. Um, there are with yeah. off color brewing. Um, I do really like this this beer a lot. I tried it a couple years ago and I've always been a fan of it. Um, something real simple. Um, Mexican beer, Modelo Espacial. Um, I love Modelo's man. I, I could drink that at any time. Anybody throws, toss that over to me, I'll drink it. Um, I know you guys are not, um, you, uh, Jason and, and, and Peter are not uh, big fans of it, but I like, I love sour beers. Um, and one of the ones I like is from revolution brewing called, uh, freedom of peach. Um, I became really, uh, I, I just started liking sour beers. I started really getting into them actually last year. And um, when I tried this, is I actually kind of really just pretty much migrated into this uh, one more than anyone. I do like other sour beers that th- that's out there, but I think this one's definitely uh, one that I like the most. Um, a uh, Another one I like is uh, number two is uh, Three Fords uh, Gumball Head. Um, I'm a really big fan of it. Um, actually, for some reason, um, the gumball head in the cans tastes a lot better than the uh, the gumball that's, head in the bottle. For some reason, that's interesting. And I, yeah, and I, I I had the cans a couple years, or actually, it was like yeah, maybe two three years ago, and I it tasted a lot better. I don't know, it was like you know, I've I've had it draft, I had it with you know bottle, but with the cans, it just tastes to- totally different. Um, so gumball heads, my number two and my number one, people might hate it. I don't give a fuck. Um, yeah, it's from new glares. It's spot a cow, man. I love spot a cow. I know other are people like people? different than, you, than that, but you, I mean, spot a cow Packers has been fan? like, no, I know. You know what? My I guy, thought about my that. Guy too, the so Packers fan. No, fuck you. So I love spot a cow. Um, it, I, when I, obviously, you know, the one thing I do, I don't, uh, like about it is that you have to go to Wisconsin to go get it. Um, but um, anytime yeah, I go, I think maybe that's why I like it too, is because when you have to go, like you don't, I, I don't have it often. So every time I, I, I have it over there um, or when I pick it up, uh, it just tastes great. So I would say spot a cow, my number one. Wait, hold on I, a second. Hold on. It's a, probably a Taylor Swift fan too. Fuck you, beef loaf. We're <laughs> not going to take any Taylor Swift slander on this podcast if everyone knows the bums the bums are a pro taylor swift podcast so apologies but but also fuck you all right peter yeah we love Tay. number five um it, this is something i recently had uh where was the uh place we went for barbecue for your best party jason green street green street yeah uh, green barbecue street. um there is a dovetail hellas that was recommended to me um I like Dovetail, most most Dovetail beers. Dovetail Hellas Lager was uh, something right on my wheelhouse. And I will mention, 
my picks are going to be real basic bitch picks because I'm not, I do like, uh, you know, some double IPAs and some IPAs and stuff like that, but I'm by no means like uh, Jason and Luke. So the first one, Dovetail Hellas, my number four, shout out Julie. And I'm only picking it because of the, um, I would say like the flexibility of the beer. It's Guinness. Cause I love black and tans and I like car bombs on, on, on St. Patrick's days. I could do car bombs till the cows come home. So shout out Guinness. That's my number four. It might be like a basic bitch pick, but, um, I will never turn down a car bomb. Number three, uh, Johnny, I made fun of you for, for being a Packers fan. I also have a new Galeris pick. It's moon man. I like moon man more than, uh, than spotted cow. Um, moon, Man, moon man's moon man's the, the shit it's yeah moon so man's moon awesome. man is my number third pick even though i can't find it most of the time unless we're going you know driving up to milwaukee i'll grab a couple cases or something like that uh number two is my only like i, I it's not even i mean at this point would you consider lagunitas craft beer they're so huge yeah. you know i mean i guess you're still considered craft so lagunitas citrus Cynesis, um is my favorite one of those uh i've had i had it once long ass time ago at um what is the the, the place down 95th jason in oakland brew deja brew deja brew they had it on tap i had it and i fell in love with it i haven't finally found it i don't know if it's seasonal or i don't know if it's like a you know a specialty thing they don't have it most often but lagunita citrus synthesis and number one number one with a bullet by if I might be disowned by my family if I didn't put Modelo Especial number one. <laughs> it's the best beer in the world, and I won't take any other answer. Um, you know, golf, I'll drink it while golfing, tailgates, at family parties, post-work beer, shower beer, um, Modelo. So, like, they, I, I literally, I might be disowned if I don't say Modelo, so. I'm taking Modelo. You, you, I, that was uh, everyone who knows you knows you are taking Modelo. Yeah, number one. Um, Luke, I'll let you close it out. So I'll go next here. Um, <laughs> my my picks might be a little controversial here, but what am I? Nothing but controversy, right? Uh, my number five, Stone Brewery Japanese Green Tea IPA. If you've never had it, I highly recommend it. It's phenomenal. Um, you can sometimes catch it in the Chicago market. It's sometimes some like beer centric places will get a six pack in it. It's for, if you never had a green tea beer before, it's hard to explain, but it's awesome. Um, my number four, I'm going basic. I'm going to get a lot of flack in the comments. It's pumpkin. It comes out once a year. I buy a cup. I buy a four pack or two. I love me you, some pumpkin. You being the pumpkin spice guy of the group was something that like I was not expecting. But yeah, the the holiday Halloween pumpkin thing that you do is interesting. I what can I say? Um, number three, I'm gonna go three for three Floyd's Robert the Bruce. Nice little Scottish ale, little up there in the ABV. Little heavy, so you can't do too much. But uh, Robert DeBruce, very nice from from uh, uh, Three Floyds. Um, number two for me would be Twenty First Amendment Hell or High Watermelon. It's a great summer beer. That's the best summer beer. I I I, I do like. I don't. 
I have a thing where it's like, don't fruit the beer or don't fruit the drink. Jason, you've known me for a long time. Yeah. I don't like fruit in my cocktails or anything like that. Heller High Water Metal is freaking awesome. Yeah, especially if you find it on tap. Not many places carry right. it on tap. Yeah. But um, when that when that gets dropped in the summer, it, it, for me, it replaced Summer Shandy. I used to always buy up Summer. Yeah, I know, Jack. I told you my picks might be a little controversial here. So what can I say? Um, and number one. Uh, I don't really have a really a solid number one. I'm very much of Heineken guy. Heineken. Yeah. When I go out, but I do love, I do love. I might my number, delete no, you hold from on, the hold chat. On, hold on. Hold on. My number one <laughs> is Allagash White. Okay. That's fine. That, I guess. That's, that's always like my go-to at a bar. If they have it on tap is Allagash White. I just, it's, I'm slight, not going to Obviously, Luke, you're probably judging us very hard on, on no, our list and stuff like that. Never, I thought, absolutely not. Jason, no. I thought you were going to go very niche. I thought Johnny and I were going to be like the basic bitches of the group. But the fact that you mentioned Heineken and then went Allagash White, that was shocking. Peter, I, I'm looking at my spreadsheet right now. I have 68 beers on my list that I have as a love. So it would have taken me a while to go power rank all 68 of my. I should have put a couple more on here to get a 69. Um, I have, I have Elliot Ness on here from great lakes, which is an awesome one. Obviously the white Sox ale, which they don't do anymore. Um, hacker shore, the Hector half and wise October. I like, their, that one. I, I like that one. Oktoberfest Marzen is really good. I got, I got, I don't have enough time to, to power. Right, you don't me. have to defend yourself. You don't have to defend yourself. It's your list. That's fine. Luke school okay. us, if you will. Um, so I've got three that are on my just miss list, but the reason why they are like not in the top five is because they're fairly new beers um, within the last like two years that I've discovered. Um, you got to earn it, you know, um, to get in the top five. Uh, Pixel Density from Phase Three is a hazy IPA, just outstanding. It's one of my current favorites, but not my top five all time. Uh, Beezer from Old Irving, another very good IPA. Same thing. You got to earn it. You're, you're, you're right there. You're on the cusp, but I gotta be saying to myself, Hey, I'm going to make that on my list regularly. Um, and then also from Maplewood fat pug is an oatmeal stout. Um, they won a gold medal at the last, uh, great American beer fest for best oatmeal stout, which really made me feel good about like, Hey, this is a good beer. And like, everybody thought it was good. Okay. Then makes me feel like, all right, Maybe that's better than I think. Um, so those are on my just missed list. Uh, but my number five all-time favorite beer is hams. I love hams. Mm. Um, that's a classic. Classic. Yeah, that's a classic. It, it's it's a, exactly. It's a classic. It's an all-time favorite beer of mine for a tailgate when I'm hungover as shit. Um, if you go to Reggie's for 108 day, I'll probably be drinking hams tall boys if they have them. Uh, sometimes they don't, but like that's, that was a Sunday special. Like if I go to a bears game, we go to do the Reggie's bus. I'm, I'm drinking ham stall boys. Uh, number four is from founders. It's their breakfast stout, um, oatmeal breakfast stout with coffee. It's awesome. Um, pseudo Sue from toppling Goliath, uh, citra hopped IPA is very, very good. It's one of my favorites. The next one I got to talk about a little bit more because I don't know that P 
people in Chicago or Illinois know much about it because you can only get it in Michigan. It's from a brewery called Grand Armory Brewing, uh, and it's called Weezin' the Juice. It's a IPA from Michigan, yeah, and it's, yeah, the, the title, the name of the beer is based off of Encino Man. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. <laughs> yep. And it's got a Reason the juice. It's got a slushy machine with hops in it, and they're pulling the slushy machine. And it's got Bud A on the, and it's like a tie dye can. It's my ultimate go to beer when I'm in Michigan. If I can get with the Weez and Juice, I'm I'm getting it when I'm in Michigan. Uh, and number one is Bell's Too Hearted, plain and simple. Oh, it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. like um, me some Bell's Too Hard. So two Michigan beers at the top. Uh, I just. I love Michigan craft beer. Those are my two favorite from that state. All right. So we wouldn't be the bums if we didn't hate on a lot of stuff. So now we have to talk about our worst beers before we bum some people. So we thank you for, thank you everyone for staying with us. I'm going to try to redeem myself with this list because there was a lot of flack in the comments for my, for my picks and rightfully so I said that there would be a little controversial. Um, so I'm going to just tell you my, Top five worst beers. Um, number number five, it's from Allagash. It's their win, it's their um Halloween Porter haunted house. Absolutely terrible. Did not like it at all. Um, number three and four are probably kind of surprising because they're from Revolution. Um, Freedom of Lemonade and Freedom of Speech. I don't know what they did, but Johnny, you put it on there. Yeah. I don't. The freedom of the freedom that of speech sucks. is a, it's a terrible sour. I don't know what they were trying to do with that. And what I hate the most about it is that <laughs> I have some friends who drink that, and every time they come over for a party, they bring like cases of it, and then they leave it in my. They don't drink it all, and they leave it in my fridge, and they don't take it back, and I'm stuck with like all these cans of shitty sour beers I don't like. And the freedom of lemonade is just like a bad knockoff of summer shandy. It's it's undrinkable. It's got a weird metallic taste to it. Can't can't drink it. Can't do um, it. Can't drink with them. No. Number two, uh, Luke. I wanted to bring this up. It's Stone Brewery, or I'm sorry, it's Southern Tier, uh, Frosted Sugar Cookie. Not good. It's terrible. Okay, good to know. It's super <laughs> sugary, super sweet. It's not what you expect in a beer. It's literally a sugar cookie in a in beer form. Um, this is one of the only few beers I bought a six pack of and had to drain pour it. Wow. And I do not <laughs> like to drain pour beers at all, but I tried, I tried multiple times. It's a drain pour beer. So save your money. Don't buy frosted sugar cookie from all right. uh, Southern tier. You know, I'm uh, still going to buy it, but yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, well, I can't wait for your review on it, dude. Cause I will. That's gonna... I'll, let you, I'll report back to you. <laughs> um, and my number one, we saw it on Twitter today. It's been infamous. It's the worst of the worst. It's the the boat, the goat of worst beers. Big the hurt woat. beer. The woat. It is the it's, woat. It's Frank it Thomas's big hurt beer. Consensus. It's the absolute fucking dog shit, piss water. I'd rather drink Keystone Light. That's for <laughs> me from like ten years ago, drinking a big hurt beer. We we went to Benny's and got it like the day it released, and we're all excited. Obviously, we're all White Sox fans. And uh, yeah, this is when Jason had hair too. By the way, um, <laughs> my choice. Spoiler alert: It's probably going to be all of our worst beers. That fucking thing sucks. That is the worst fucking beer. I don't know. I don't know who approached him and made that deal. 
or he tried it and it's an approved. I don't know who signed off on that, but people need to be fired. People need to be banned from the industry. Like that's just a dog water fucking shit beer. It makes um, me worried about his new Genix sponsorship. I was about to order those. <laughs> uh, Beef loaf. I, I actually only had to sell one disc and I had change left over from that. From buying that, pack, <laughs> that, that pick. That's how shitty it was. He had hairs. I think it was like three ninety nine for like a fucking pint of that. Or was, yeah, it was I think it was like in the pint. Yeah, the tall yeah, boy, tall right? boy so for like, like four bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it was like yeah. So, um, all right, Peter, go next. I'll go next. Um, and I'm gonna apologize ahead of time because I know our guys. I know Beeflo's in the comments. Cherizi was in earlier, and my sack summer. I didn't do this on purpose, and we're a week early for Festivus. I feel like a lot of their beers are on my worst beers. So I'm going to start off. Our guy was in Vegas this weekend. Nicolob Ultra. I mean, that's water. That's not beer. That's that's my number five. He, 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 he had that yes. video saying like he had eight of them and he couldn't trust his booty hole. Um, dude, you're drinking water. I don't know what the, I don't know what the problem is. It, it shouldn't be that big of an issue because Nicolob Ultra is not beer. So that's my number four. I mean, my number five, my number four. Every single sour beer known to man. Like, Johnny, I know you like them. I do not do the sour. I, I don't like them. It, maybe it's my palate. Maybe I'm a noob. I don't know what it is about it. Sour beer stinks. Stinks out loud. Number three, I feel like it got popular, like, I don't know, maybe like 15, 10 years ago or something like that. Blue Moon. I, I just never got on the Blue Moon train. I, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You toss the orange in it. It doesn't make a difference. Blue Moon stinks. Too much coriander. Number two. Shout out our guy, Cherizi. Tecate is the worst Mexican beer of all time. If you're drinking that, you might as well be drinking Keystone Light. I don't like Tecate whatsoever. Obviously, you guys know me as a Modelo guy. I I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. Can't drink with it. Uh, no you know what? Tecate. You know what? You know what sucks is like when you go to uh, Big Star, which I actually love. If you do their Michelada, they do it with Tecate. I'm just like, why are you, why are you fucking ruining a Michelada with Tecate? When I go to Big Star and I ask for a Michelada, I ask for them to change it. I don't do it with Tecate. It's not worth it. Um, And then my number one, same as yours, Big Hurt beer. It's literally the woke beer of all time. I I had it one time at the same time you had it when you had the hairs. Uh, Terrible. (laughs) Not worth it. All right, Johnny, what do you got? Um, I might upset a lot of hipsters or college people. Or it. you know what? I don't give a fuck. Do it. Number five. Um, well, actually, it won't. It might be like old time beer, but I don't like Bud Light. I used to like Bud Light back in the day well, when I, I was younger. Yeah. No, hold on, hold on. Uh, <laughs> Bud Light. I I used to like it back in the day. I. I don't know. I, I just can't, I, I can't enjoy it anymore. It's just not something that I, I, I like. Um, I'm going to round out these top th- uh, pretty much four, three and two here. I don't like Keystone light. I don't like Natty light or I don't like PBR. None of those are, are, are appealing to me That's, at all. You got bath, bathtub beer there, my friend. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's just bad. If you're in a, not the PBR, but if Natty light or Keystone light, if you're Peter, if you remember, we were in a case race back in college uh, yes. you know, when we did like when we went up to Marquette, I mean, there was it's it's easy like when you're doing like case race and all that, but I can't do it. it, it sucks. My number one, Jason, you mentioned at one of your holiday uh, beers, I don't like Fistmas at all. 
it sucks, man. No? It's no, it's terrible. I, I don't like it at all. I'd rather drink fucking Malort than Fismus, man. I'll tell you that. I don't like Fismus. Right, I'm gonna challenge you. Know I'm, I'm gonna hand you. Do you, you want Malort or do you want a Fismus? I'll, I, I'll take the Malort. I and you know what? I I I love Revolution and Brewery. I I I love Antihero and and all that. Obviously, you know, you guys don't like the sours. I do, but that Fismus, man. I I tried it one time and I it I I had to spit it out. It sucked. It was that bad. <sighs> Um, so quick story before we go to you, Luke, you, Peter, talk about the Michelob ultra. There's a barbecue joint in Memphis, which I really love called rendezvous ribs. And the only beer they have on tap is just Michelob. You can't even get Michelob ultra. It's just regular Michelob. <laughs> I'd tap. rather have a Michelob. If, if you're going Michelob, you might as well go with the, the old school. So it's the like, OG. what do you want? Water? Or do you want Michelob? Like, ah, shit. Give me a Michelob. So when you go to a nice barbecue joint, at least they have the variety of beers to select from but no not them all right luke what do you got all right um yeah johnny i agree with you on uh fistmas it's not my top five all-time worst beers but also uh i will just say this my dad hates fistmas so he would love that choice (laughs) (laughs) um all right i had to do that because you're not gonna like my number five choice johnny i fucking hate spotted cow it's terrible it's <laughs> it's really fucking bad. I, I really don't like it. I get that you like it a lot. Everybody has their own palate and their own preference. I think it's a fucking terrible beer. Um, my next one is one that people really don't know much about, probably because it's really bad and it's false fucking advertisement. It's called Henry Weinhardt's IPA. It's a fucking horrible IPA. It's like, oh, yeah, there's a new IPA. I'm going to try it. No. That's fucking just Coors Light slapped with a IPA label on it. You don't do that. You got to fucking do the like, do the mountains turn blue though. No, it's a fucking ah. green bottle and a green label. Like it's not an IPA. It was terrible. It's a horseshit beer. Henry Weinhardt's IPA. I will never drink again. Um, my next one is Milwaukee's best or the Beast Ice. <laughs> oh God! What a joke! Yeah. What a joke! Um, you know what's you know what's funny is like how do you fucking keep getting sponsored for the World Series of Poker with them? Because college kids, they're like, hey, yeah, we'll fucking take your money. Like, <laughs> um, my next one is Bud Light. Bud Light's a joke. It's terrible. It's absolutely horrible. Like, I mean, do I want to drink uh, a bowl of cat's pee or do I want to drink Bud Light? <laughs> I mean, come on! Like, it, it, it's it's so bad. I like I've seen and I've gotten really worked up about this over the last week because on Twitter, I love all these people on White Sox Twitter, but I've seen so many cans of Bud Light show up on my feed lately, and I've been totally, totally triggered because it's such a bad fucking beer. Um, give me Miller Light, give me Coors Light, give me Coors Light. Else. I'll take Coors Light out yeah, of those two. Like when we're at Cork after a game, I and somebody hands me a can of Bud Light, I'll be like, "No, I'm gonna go inside and uh, get a Coors Light, thanks." Um, I I'm sorry to interrupt. No. Bud Heavy is delicious though. Don't tell anyone. I'm a Bud Diesel fan. I'll I take mind. Budweiser yeah. Heavy nine times out of ten if there's nothing else. Like I I'm I'm cool with the uh, Budweiser. That was my first beer. Bud, Bud, yeah, Budweiser, Budweiser. Bud Diesel's very good. Bud Diesel. Um, and then last but not least, of course, Big Hurt Beer. It, like, what What was that? What What? In, 
what in God's name was Frank Thomas thinking? Like, did he not taste the beer before that? I'm no, sure he's got absolutely good beer. not. He like, never tasted it. He's got good. Like, like he's he's a Hall of Famer. He's not just a Hall of Fame baseball player. I'm sure he's a Hall of Famer in like in life, dude. Taste the fucking beer before you slap your name on that shit. Like, Night- what is Jesus? I'm sure Frank I'm going like, to get blocked you know, by Frank Thomas on Twitter now once he hears this <laughs> podcast. Nighttime Nyquil tastes better than Big Herb beer. Robitussin tastes better than Big Herb beer. I'll take I all of that. that was. I will say, um, I had a question here. Um, before the podcast started, he's in the comments now, Lou Yumper. Luke, your favorite Mexican beers? Because I'll go, I'll go off the top of my head. I'll, I'll rattle off the top five instantly. I mean, but I want to hear your thoughts. Easily Modelo. I mean, it's, it's plain and simple. I would I would have muted you. I would have dropped you from the podcast if it wasn't Modelo number one. No, it's Modelo. It's Modelo. <laughs> Easily. Good. That's... <laughs> All right, we were gonna we were gonna uh, bum some people, but first, we, uh, Peter has a question of the week for everyone. I do have a question of the week, um, and we we said obviously, Jason, you had the question of the week for a while. One of the things about our winter meeting was like, well, let's rotate it. Johnny had one last week. This week it was my turn. I stole it from someone. I saw this trending on Twitter, and I decided to do it as my question of the week. Um, if you were dropped in randomly dropped in a pro sporting event with your entire country's hopes and dreams on the line, which would you most rather attempt Um, free throw, a penalty kick, a 25 yard field goal or a six foot punt? Because as soon as I read this, dude, my hubris went through the roof. I can make three out of four of these. No questions asked with my eyes closed. Um, So I'll, I'll, I'll say mine answer to the end. You probably know what it is already, but Johnny and Jason, I was more interested in you guys because I don't know what you would answer. Well, I can't kick a field goal for shit. We used to try back in the day, like there was a park right by our house and like where the local um, high school team like would practice and stuff. So like we could go over there and this was before like high schools had like fancy stadiums and everything. Um, so they had goalposts there and we would try to kick field goals and I ain't kicking a field goal for shit. So that probably means I'm not going to be able to do a penalty kick either. Um, I am a fucking mini golf champ, so I would probably go with number with the six foot putt as my number two, but the free throw would be my bread and butter. I played a lot of basketball in one free in, throw though. Yeah. One free throw. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I played a lot of basketball in grammar school and high school. So I, I feel I'm pretty confident I could nail one free throw. And then I could also nail a but, six foot putt because I, played, the question, I used to work at I used to work at Hunter Trails. I played no, a lot of mini golf. See the the thing but, about the putt is you don't know the break. If it's a straight I, six foot putt, dude, yes. I, I if fucking got that shit in the middle of the fucking castle. If there hole, is break dude, like, in the six foot putt, you don't want any no, part of that. I'd rather take off I know all breaks. three of those before the the six foot putt. I can break. I know. I, can, I know how to get on the ground and read a line. And the question and the question is: it says the entire country's hopes and dreams on the line would you most want to attempt? So you think that that one was it be like one free throw. You would be confident. You would, you would make that. Yeah, I can, I can nail a free throw. Easy. No way. There's no way. I, <sighs> dude, we, we talked about doing more video content. I will do, I will kick a penalty kick, a 25 yard field goal and a six foot putt before you hit one free throw. One free challenge throw accepted. is hard. Challenge dude. accepted. All right. Challenge accepted. We gotta, we gotta uh, go figure this out. Dude. Free yeah. throw is hard. One free throw. Yeah. 
Johnny, what's your answer? I would do the penalty kick. I'm not. I I I would probably miss that free throw, especially. I have bad anxiety, so I don't even think that I can be, I can make the penalty kick either. But <laughs> if I'm going to take, Johnny, if, you get nervous gonna, just thinking about it. Yeah, yeah, I'd just be like, you know, maybe maybe you should go with somebody else on this one. But if I had to pick out of those four, I would definitely pick the penalty kick because the free throw I I probably would miss. Twenty five yard field goal, probably not. Six foot putt. I would be too. I'd probably fuck that up too. So I would definitely go with the penalty kick. Luke. Okay. You guys are reading this all wrong. It's which one would you most want to attempt? You don't have to make it. You have to ah. attempt it. So not only that. Get okay. Here, Luke with your, which one, not, which one of these reasoning, which one of these am I going to make the most money off of a fucking free throw? Cause you make the free throw. Holy shit. You're you're fucking god forever. You miss the free throw, you might get dragged for a little while, but you get well known, and you're still gonna make money off a missed free throw. You're not gonna make money off a missed penalty kick, twenty five yard field goal miss, or a six foot putt. Where are you gonna make the most money? A missed or made free throw. So give me the free throw, and I'm gonna make the free throw. By the way, but that's where I'm at. You're in on our video content, Luke. Um, <laughs> Beef Loaf has a question: How long or how far can I make a field goal from 30, 35 yards? Uh, nowadays, with my hamstrings and my knees, I don't know. I, I, I would like to say I could still make a 40-yard field goal. Back in college, I could knock them down for sure for from 50 yards. Um, that was in my soccer playing days. For now, I would say comfortably I can make a 30-yard field goal, no questions asked. Like, for, like no, no stretching, no nothing. I, I could still make a 30-yard field goal. But, um, Dude, yeah. Go. I have that no, one field goal. I, I mean, obviously, I will tear my hamstring and knees <laughs> apart, but I will make that one field goal. And the same thing with the penalty kick. I, I had that tweet. I mean, the World Cup this year has been notoriously bad for penalty kicks, and I've been saying it week in and week out. I can make one penalty kick against – I don't care who who is in goal. I will make one with my eyes closed. I, I really do. You're gonna, Jason, if you, you want to put your... You're going you're gonna to Cody Parkey that shit, dude. Nope. There's no way. I do not miss penalty kicks. I'm going to talk about the field goal. <laughs> that one might be an issue. But yeah, so I'll take the penalty kick. I, I, I would I would trust you at a penalty kick. I don't I, I, I don't know if I would... The way you talk about your golf game, I don't know if I would trust you on a six-foot putt either. It also depends how many beers I've had because whenever we play <laughs> golf, we're just drinking like a motherfucker. So Every time, every time we talk ball. to you... How, how how'd you golf today? How'd you shoot today? Play like shit, dude. Well, yeah, yeah. That's the whole point of <laughs> golf. Is like obviously you go out there to relax, and then you just come out pissed off because because we fucking suck. I fucking also, shot like shit. Hold on, man, like... and all right. Shout out Uncle Paul, Johnny. He's your uncle as well. This dude, we, if we play nine holes, he drinks like twelve beers. If we play eighteen holes, he has a twenty-four pack. It's it, it's crazy. So. Maybe the puck's totally fine. And he's totally fine. He's not drunk. He doesn't get drunk at all. It's crazy. Yeah, so, so yeah, maybe the golf's out of the question. But yeah, that was my question. Obviously. All right, someone, someone find me an indoor gym so I can go play some. <laughs> I can go take this free throw attempt. One free throw. I, I do yeah, want a video of that. You take one free throw. I'll take one penalty, one field goal, and one putt. I feel like I can make all three before you make one. Oh. Man. That that that's yeah. a, that's that you have like no faith in my athletic ability at all. No, it's more it, like obviously we're both fucking forty year old men, but I still feel like I still got it. 
I still could putt. I could still kick a field goal, and, and the penalty kick is always a thing. All right. I have to leave it up to agree to disagree on that. So, <laughs> um, this is going to get serious. Right. This is going to get serious. Yeah, no, it's all good fun. Um, all right. Let's bump some people. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. Because you're training like a damn bum, you know that? Bum. A bum. A bum. All right. I want to go first with this one first because we got a lot of people in our comments right now from White Sox Twitter, and I want to sound off this. My bum of the week is motherfucking Bruce Levine. Oh, there we go. You hate that guy. I like it. I fucking hate that guy. But if you saw, he had his comments where this week he blamed the fans and their attendance for the reason why the Sox aren't spending money in free agency and going after guys. And motherfucker, it's never the fans' attendance. We packed that same to over 2 million people for the first time in over 10 years. So we spent the money, but then we stopped going to games in the summertime because they were a fucking dog shit team and nobody wanted to pay money to go see. And no one wants to give Jerry any more money when he refuses to spend his fucking money. So don't give me that shit that it's White Sox fans. It is not White Sox. It's an ownership fucking issue. If we sold out every fucking game next season, Jerry would still never do more than a four-year contract or a $100 million contract. So fuck Bruce Levine, you fucking water-carrying cocksucker motherfucker. Fuck you. I hope you fucking just get fired and retire. All right. I like it. I like the passion. I like you. You've been on a Bruce for a long ass time. I still thought of him as a D like back when he was still in the ES on ESPN radio and stuff like that. I thought he was fine, but um, yeah, he's, he's losing it. Obviously old age and stuff at the, the fucking fan fan blaming is no, that's bullshit. The, it's the fucking oldest. You know, like, it's like the low hanging fruit that Cubs fans always want to give us shit for, for, Oh, you guys can't pack your stadium. Fucking Cubs, Cubs fans are selling out same than Jed Hoyer ain't spending any money. So, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm here for giving, giving free chubbies. Goes, Jason. <laughs> no, I, I like the rant. I love go. the rant. I love the rant. But my God, like. Is Full he... chub or half chub? That should be a question, though. I mean, as long as I made it move, that's all that matters, right? There so, we go. All right. But Jesus Christ, like, I don't know if he is he on the, you know, the Kenny Williams and Bob Nightingale, like, list there of what you need to say for your talking points, because. That guy's just a fucking hack, and I'm done with him. He, really? He's just old man and cloud needs to go away. Um, I got two quick MVBs. Um, number one, the NBA for making the Michael Jordan Trophy. Hell yeah. MVP, the Michael Jordan Award. About the debate's time. over now, folks, between LeBron versus MJ. It's Michael Jordan. If you're still on the LeBron team, shut the fuck up because he doesn't have the MVP award named after him anymore. Maybe down the line he'll get like, you know, whiniest player of the year award will go to him. But from now on, the MVP is associated with Jordan. Debate's over. Jordan's the best of the the greatest of all time. He's the goat. Everyone else, stop with. And now I feel like all the everyone who's who's on LeBron is the greatest of all time. Um, That's been like, over. No, if, if you like, guys are following this who, season, kids who were born in 2005 who never fucking yeah. watched basketball and they're just like keyboard. <laughs> the the LeBron love is fucking 13 year old gone way down this season. Yeah. Um, my quick second MVB is Corona. 
because they've been running the same Christmas commercial for 20 years and God damn it, they're not changing it. <laughs> I wasn't sure where you're going with the Corona thing. I wasn't sure. You know, people getting it's the sick same nowadays. Commercial again, every year, yes, they don't beer. change it. So shout out to them for just being like, fuck it. We're not spending money for, in advertising. We're just going to run simple. it back each year. Yeah, it's just simple. It's simple. Yep. I agree. All right, Peter, what do you got? Um, I've got a couple. So um, my first bum of the week, um, some of you guys are in the chat. Johnny and Jason, you're part of it. Um, there is a good contingent of White Sox Twitter wrestling fans, and they're all in a group chat. Shout out Brian S. Um, I gave out my number. I gave out my phone number this weekend to everyone in the group chat. I thought I was texting Sammy Davis Jr. 5000 directly. I was not paying attention. So now everyone on Wrestling White Sox Twitter has my phone number. Um, luckily, no one's been weird no about dick it. Pics, no dick pics no, yet? No dick pics yet. That's uh, That was my no, fault. No, no Ramon pics yet? No, nothing like that. Everyone's been very cool. I said right away, I was like, oh, shit, I can't believe I just did that. I said, be cool, everyone. And everyone's been cool. So the bum, my first bum, myself. Um, my first MVB, Luke. We talked about you powering through the heat and the internet and everything else, the schedule change, um, all of that. So we can't thank you enough for being here and and being a, a really good sport about it because things were in the air for a while and, and you made it work. So we appreciate it. Um, my second MVB, uh, Morocco, of all places, of all countries. First African country to make it to a World Cup semifinal. First Muslim country to make it to a World Cup semifinal. They have a shit ton of people rooting for them. I don't think they're going to win. I think France is going to boat race them. And this is going to be the end of the line. But just for the fact that they made it this far when no one else was expecting it. Obviously, I keep calling it the Chaos World Cup because there's been upsets left and right and stuff like that. Belgium, Brazil, but Germany. Is a feel-good story. I think it ends tomorrow, but you never know. So shout out to them. I think if, if other countries around the world are looking at them, they're the blueprint of how to get this far in a World Cup. If they, if we're the United States, and I'm going to transition to my bum of the week with Greg Berhalter, the head coach of the United States, and Giovanni Reina, the midfielder, star midfielder that's like, you know, young. Um, if you guys don't know, like the World Cup ended. They got as far as I thought they were going to get, and now it's a shit show. So people are blaming each other for not playing. Greg Berhalter, the head coach, is leaking stories to the media. It's all a fucking clusterfuck. He has to go. He's got to get fired. Gio Reyna is a baby back bitch. I know he's young, and I know he's talented. He's probably the top three players in the United States right now, but he's a baby about it. I'm sick of all of it. So they got to figure their shit out. So they're my bum of the week and my final bum. And I'm not sure this is the first time I've done. I don't know if it's a bum of the week or an MVB. It's kind of a amalgamation. He doesn't follow me, but we've all followed him. It's Ken W.O. What is going on? What's happening? <laughs> like, we don't know. Like, I am confused. I think it's a bit. I'm almost positive it's a bit. But things aren't things aren't making sense. So he's, he's, he's the he's the big show. Like you think every time he go, he think he's gonna go face, and then he turns heel again. Like so, it's it, I don't know if it's a it's a it's a Christmas bit. 
I don't know if he's just, you know, zigging when people are thinking they're zagging. Um, but yeah, it's been an interesting couple of days on the Ken W.O. front. Um, so he's my MVB for being nice to people for once, but it's also my bum of the week because I think it's a bit and I'm on to your stink. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to let Luke close it out. So, Johnny, you go next. Um, uh, real quick, I, I know we kind of touched on it uh, earlier. Um, my MVB is Dougie Freshness, man. Um, he wrote a, you know, he, he definitely, you know, gave us both, uh, us and the 108 guys, the, uh, the advent, uh, bourbon, uh, calendar, and I'm loving everything so far. Um, but the note that he sent to both of us, it was very touching. Um, I thought it was, it, it was, uh, very nice of him as well too. So, um, Dougie, man, I don't know if you're still on, on the, on the chats or if you're still online, but man, I appreciate it. We all appreciate you as well too. You're, you're a great guy. And, and like I said, I'm loving everything that you, you've been, um, you've been choosing so far and we're only two days in. So, um, I, I love it so far. So, um, <clears throat> my, um, my, uh, what a bum though is, um, I think, I think for the most part, everybody's been seeing this um, everywhere. And I think everybody almost hates this guy as well, too. It's Skip Bayless. Oh, if you hell saw yeah. The, Fuck if that you guy. Saw the, if Fuck you saw the whole forever. thing. Yeah, if you saw the whole thing between the interaction between Skip Bayless and uh, Shannon Sharp, Skip Bayless is a bitch, man. If you're talking about a baby back bitch, that guy is the fucking king of bitches. Um, he He's the lesser definitely, of the Baylesses. Oh, he's fucking terrible. Um, the fact that he was trying to compare Shannon Sharp to Tom Brady um, did not make sense at all. And Shannon Sharp was really not comparing anything. Like, he's a Hall of Famer. And obviously, everybody knows Tom Brady is the GOAT. But the fact that the way he was acting towards Shannon Sharp was very disrespectful. I thought it was it was brutal. I thought it... I thought Shannon Sharp was going to kick his ass, and rightfully so. There's no cameras. If there's no cameras, he's getting decked. I mean, he's for a, sure. He's a hack, for sure. He should have kicked his ass because I would have kicked his ass. Everybody would have kicked his ass. Um, Skip Bayless is a bitch. I, any of his takes, go fuck himself. He he, he sucks, man. Uh, Shannon Sharp, like he, as much as hot, hot and heated he was, um, he definitely conducted himself so to. Basically to a point where like I felt like he was gonna go and jump at that table. Like he could have done that. And the fact that he didn't, his composure, like he stopped himself, like, all right, go tell me what you think about this and that. He kind of stopped himself afterwards. But the way the skip yeah, professional. But the way Skip ba- Bayless was acting, he's definitely my bum of the week. Yeah, fuck him. I, I'm I don't think that show's gonna last much longer at this point. Fuck his brother too. What? Oh. <laughs> Rick Bayless. Oh, oh boy, we'll man. talk about that on another podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring, I'm gonna bring White Boy on here, and we're gonna have some, we're gonna tag team your ass. You don't want that smoke. <laughs> All right, Luke, take us home. All right, um, bum of the week. I hate to do this, Jason. <laughs> I mean, first of all, well, before I pre- preface this, thank you guys for having me on. It's been incredible. It's been amazing. Um, but Jason, you're the bum of the week. I. I had to thank you first before I made you the bubble. <laughs> um, what the fuck, man? Peanut butter and jelly is the Rick Hanna sandwiches? Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> well, how the fuck are you making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? What, like, I, how, like, I don't. Exactly. I don't want that. I don't want. I don't want that smacky. 
No. You, you you gotta try different ways to do it. You gotta get deep fried PB and J. You gotta get it air fried. You gotta get it toasted. Toasted. You gotta, you toast gotta get the, the right bread. peanut butter to jelly ratio. Mm-hmm. Man, you're missing out. To call right, peanut I'll... butter jelly sandwiches the Rick Hahn of sandwiches. <laughs> Good lord. Like there's so many other sandwiches that could be so much worse than that sandwich to call the Rick Hahn of sandwiches. I will I will I will try a deep fried peanut butter and jelly sandwich or like something like of the variation of it. I will try that. That actually sounds pretty intriguing. I will mention, Jason, I, we talked about it on Twitter. You were on a spree of just comparing anything bad to Rick Hahn. You were on a Rick Hahn comparison <laughs> spree. Peanut butter and jelly, awesome sandwich. Uh, I've made a thousand of them. I've got two kids. They're always good. I can't believe you that I want I I wanted to tag uh cold take old takes is full or freezing cold takes because hating on peanut butter and jelly that I mean you're hating on I just, America. I just don't like the I don't like the don't like the nah. smacky the smacky mouth <laughs> that's me that's just me I like give me a give me a Cuban sandwich man like you know that's that's a sandwich nah, I'll I'll take a PB and J oh <laughs> man before a Cuban any day. PB and J is the go-to sandwiches for me. Like you just, you just, it's so quick, easy. All right, what's for lunch? PB and J, done. Um, MVBs. Uh, first of all, oh foremost, wait, hold on, hold on a second, hold on okay. a second, Luke. Before we do this, we got breaking news. Um, Carlos Correa and the Giants, thirteen years, three hundred fifty million dollars. Hold on, do the math real quick. Oh, holy cow! What is that? Thirteen years? What? At three fifty. Jesus. God I mean, damn. 26, 26 and change. But he's got a 13 year deal. Holy, is that the longest deal ever? For the, for the Giants, huh? Is 13 years the longest deal in MLB history? I feel like wow. I, I don't, I've seen a, I've seen a, like 12 years, but I don't know if I've ever seen yeah, 13, 13 years. I will say, I mean, I don't want to be a hater, but he's not going to the Cubs. He's not going to the Twins. I'll take it. Keep him on the okay. West Coast. <laughs> Wow. Good job, Rick. Good job, Rick. I, they were never. <laughs> no, I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, get out of here with that. No, All right, how, how old? How old is Korea anyway? He's like what, 27, 28 or something like that. Let's go know. back to your taste buds being fucked. <laughs> Man, the taste buds. My taste buds are awesome. All right. Um, okay. All right, Luke. Who's your MVB? Sorry. Well. That that Carlos Correa thing reminded me of my MVBs. First of all, Carlos Correa and his agent, their MVBs right fucking now. Um, yeah, for, for sure. that contract. Um, Aaron Judge is an MVB for trolling the fuck out of the Yankees and getting another hundred and fifty, whatever the hell million uh on his contract. He never wanted to leave the Yankees, and all of a sudden he's staging uh being in a hotel to say, Oh yeah, I'm just visiting family, and like he's having people leak shit to John Heyman as arson judge, the whole arson judge thing. Like, (laughs) Holy hell, Aaron judge you and your team. That's MVB shit right there. You, you made the Yankees outbid themselves by over $150 million by doing all that trolling shit to the Yankees. Um, More serious note, as we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, Mike Leach. Yep. For sure. Like, God, go go and watch all his press conferences, his interviews, anything. 
Um, air raid offense was the innovator to a huge part of what not just college football, but even NFL football is today. Like if you're seeing a pass heavy team, Mike Leach is the reason why. Um, and then to my guys, beef, chorizo and my sack summer. Just thank you. Plain and simple. Thank you. Always guys. the best. Thank uh, you. Always to them the ball. They're the best. We love, yeah. we love, we love, love those guys. guys. Yep. So. Um, so yeah, uh, in the comments, uh, Harp from Beef Harper's was thirteen years, Trout was twelve. So uh, I mean, it's Harper, right around there. Yeah, Harper, Harper and Correa for longest contract. Jesus Christ, man! And Rick Hahn is and Jerry are still doing three, four year deals like fucking Brian S. In- I I will mention Luke mentioned the playback before you had gotten on there. We're all gonna be watching that game on the playback, Luke. One more time. Um, yeah. yeah. So, shout us, shout us everything. Give us all your, give us all your socials. Give us all your stuff, man. Okay. So, Bruhan Luke on Twitter. I'm doing a daily beer advent calendar on the 108 YouTube channel. Uh, it's being tweeted on Twitter, also with all the different beers I'm having. Um, December 28th, the Holiday Bowl on playback. It's going to be me, Brian S, and Svo watching Oregon versus North Carolina. Sco Ducks. Um, I was drinking out of this Oregon beer. Nice. There we go. Um, anyways, so tune into that on uh December 28th. I think it's like seven, eight, something. We'll we'll give you the info. I don't know what time it starts. Um yeah. So Bruhan Luke, follow the 108. You'll find a lot of my beer reviews and blogs on college football on there as well. All right. And once again, uh reminder, we're gonna be on the uh Festus. With the 108 guys, Festivus, Festivus, <laughs> not Festus. Sorry, get it right right now. Get it right or pay the had price. A, had a few, had a few. Um, so yeah, we'll be on the Festivus show with the 108 guys next week. Um, next Monday we're gonna have the shoot your shoot your shot sports. Uh, Richie R- and Richie Jimbo Chicago and Jimbo Slice. Those guys, I will mention before we get out of here. Those guys put us on the basically podcasting game. They they invited invited us on to their podcast early on. And they were on StreamYard, and they were doing Twitch and stuff like that. I'm not gonna lie, we stole a bunch of their ideas because uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like, this is fucking cool. So uh, shout out to Richie and shout out to Jimbo. I'm excited to talk to them. We haven't talked to them in about a year, so um, that'll be next Monday. Awesome. And also, don't forget, we will be in the house for 108 day. So if you haven't got your tickets, go get your tickets. For sure. Well, they're probably sold out anyways, right? Yeah, they're so sold out. Go, go scalp. Go scalp from someone. If you can and finger that like button all right finger guys we went long today almost two hours we pulled a 108 guys worth it pod today we went marathon thank god the wife's not home tonight and i'm gonna go pass out there you go right. luke thank you so much johnny thank so much you guys. later everyone awesome. in the comments we so love you and uh yeah we'll talk to you next week